0: Captain's Log, Stardate 75426.6. Lieutenant Commander Eric and I are attending a technology symposium at Deep Space Three. I am filled with joy to learn of the advancements that will undoubtedly shape the coming century. This episode of These Are The Voyages is dedicated to keep moving forward. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another adventure here on the podcast. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney. And joining me for this romp around the cosmos as we talk about the history of the future of the past when it comes to technology is my good friend, the one, the only the man who rocks a red cardigan like no one else, Lieutenant Commander Eric. Hey, bud. I
1: mean, no one but Mr. Rogers, right?
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, he he can do it, I suppose.
1: Yeah, he can do it. I, but yeah, let's techno babble. You know, I love me some techno babble. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes.
1: I mean, even if it's just a bunch of gibberish, and that's still at least it's it's trying to be science-y.
0: That's true. That's true. Like let's let's like <laughs> we were we were talking um, just before the show. Like let's just like throw quantum in front of anything, and it'll it'll make anything sound smart. Like it just like raises it like up a bar. Just like you know, um, we have um, people like. Of if you're like, if you're from America or whatever, like, if you are are anywhere but from America, like, you automatically just sound smarter by virtue of your accent, and that's basically the same thing when it comes to technology. I'm Is that just true
1: with accents?
0: I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It's a, it might, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So. Anyway, well, um, as the the title of this episode perhaps gives away, we're going to be talking a lot about like gadgets of the future, um, essentially like stuff that Star Trek has um, inspired, like predicted. However, we want to like kind of tee that up. But before we we talk about that, let's let's hang out in the um, you know the observation lounge as we do a little um, Jensen at the Lodge meeting kind of kind of thing. So, what's been going on in your world, dude?
1: You know, just getting ready for Christmas. For me, that entails doing nothing because I don't participate in Christmas. I don't buy anybody gifts, and I don't let anybody buy me gifts. But I have to get myself in the right mindset to attend Christmas gatherings. I
0: gotcha. Okay. With, with, like, where we're at right now with uh, this episode and when folks are hearing it, um, there's a little little tiny movie that you know you might have heard of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home just, just a little indie film you know what I'm saying like no it's not, not no big deal or anything like that like some no name someone doing something with like a spider thing I mean psh, whatever um, <laughs> i being ridiculous anyway um, my my wife is is a pretty big fan of Spider-Man she's also a big fan of um, the x-men so we have kind of in preparation for it just knowing that like there are certain it's not a spoiler there are certain characters that we know of from like past spider-man films that are going to be in no way home like mainly like the villains so mm-hmm. we're planning on going and seeing it here pretty soon so we're doing a rewatch of all the spider-man films right now
1: how many of them are there i mean there's three Tobey Maguire ones right there's are there three with Andrew Garfield
0: there's three Toby's, there's two Andrew's okay. and um, and now that No Way Home comes out it, it's coming out um, we have three with Tom
1: yeah okay but do you have to f- do you feel like you have to watch um, the animated one because that one was really good the Into the Spider-Verse
0: we still haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse and we oh. so want to watch it
1: Oh, that one was really good. Um, and then, do you feel like you have to watch the Avengers movies that he's in? No.
0: No. No. I mean, like, we we recently did like an MCU kind of like watch through, and my daughter is like a mega Spider-Man fan. Like, it's not even funny. Like, it's okay. it's, it's it's crazy how much of a Spider-Man fan she is. And so yeah, like we've we've watched like the Tom stuff, the Avengers stuff. You know, we have we've done like more of like the more current stuff. It's just the the older ones, like that. You know, the ones that we were in high school with and um, in college with that we just you know. So so far, we um, we've watched all of Toby. We've watched um, half of Andrew. So we just have to watch the the Amazing Spider-Man Two, which I've actually never seen. Amazing Spider-Man Two, which to me that's important. You know, going into it, because I think Jamie Foxx is Electro or something like that in that yeah, film. Yeah,
1: I've, I've seen that movie once, like, when it came out. Yeah, Jamie Foxx is the, the main villain, and he's he's going to be in the, the No Way Home. Right. That's not right. a spoiler. That's not a spoiler.
0: No, 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 it's not. Like, I know, like, again, almost all the villains from, like, the non-Tom Holland films are going to be in No Way Home, so... I mean, to me, it's, I mean, my my wife, she had never seen uh, Spider-Man 3. She's definitely not seen Amazing Spider-Man 2. So, kind of important, since there are bad guys in there that are going to be in the film. You're like, er, what? So, it's fine. So, looking forward to that. We're going to probably see that um, sometime during the week. And, uh, you know, while while, uh, one of our parents are watching the kids, we'll just sneak away and go watch it and then, bebop back home so Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's that Um, that's how exciting our world is just catching up on old old spider-man movies and uh, getting ready to see a new one so um, anyway Eric this episode would not be possible uh, without perhaps some Star Trek inspired technology I'm just saying um, like putting stuff on screen like having some some audio visual interface type of stuff going on, so that we could, you know, create this stuff for the people out there in listener land that are, are hearing hearing our our wherever in the world they are. Um, so, to to me, I think I'd rather just kind of like get right into it and talk a little about tech and just like what Star Trek has done um, in terms of inspiring things. So. As, as a lead up to that to the technology piece, Star Trek in general just very generally, very much painting with broad strokes Star Trek has inspired a lot of stuff, a lot of people from all walks of life to do a whole bunch of stuff uh, whether it's people going into medicine because of you know, a DeForest Kelly or a Gates McFadden portrayal of like, you know, uh, Bones and Crusher respectively. Which is kinda weird saying that back to back. Two doctors, Bones and Crusher, that just sounds like a really bad like <laughs> biker gang or something. Um, bone
1: Crushers.
0: Bone Crushers.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> but but seriously, like whether it's whether it's like going into medicine, it's going into military service, um, going into heck even like, a, like a, a mental health care uh, type of profession like Deanna Troy, um, portrayed even in Next Gen. Like uh, so many characters, right, that have inspired so much. And I think we've kind of touched on this, but I- I'm gonna ask anyways, um, just as a lead up to the inspiration stuff, has Star Trek inspired you in any particular way, whether career or otherwise, Eric?
1: Well, I think you know when when people talk about star trek and why they like it and why it's endured the one of the things that always comes to mind is like the the optimistic look on the future and the hopefulness of the future and it presents this sense where humans and humanity is more evolved than we are now like i can't remember the exact line but you know jean Luc picard eloquently puts it in in first contact when he's talking with lily like We've evolved, where our pursuits are now better than just money and things like that. Um, but I think the other thing that people often say is like, Star Trek made it okay to dream. You know, it's okay to dream for a better future. It's okay to like have dreams about you know building things or or you know whatever and. And I don't know if Star Trek really inspired me in the sense of like, oh, I wanted to go into a career, right? I wanted to be a scientist, or I wanted to be an engineer because of it. I I consider myself a scientist. You know, I'm a teacher, but I feel like, you know, I still am a scientist. Whether or not I'm in a lab doing experiments, I still am a scientist. You know, so did Star Trek inspire me to want to be a scientist? I mean, it's possible that... My love of science could have come from Star Trek. I, I can't say for certain did it or did it not. But I think I think it's just the the idea of it being okay to dream and being okay to like better yourself is kind of more of how Star Trek has inspired me rather than any particular career path.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, um I, I, I can't say that like Guinan or Deanna Troy or Ezri Dax, you know, inspired me to um, be a be a, a counselor, be a, a mental health professional, because um, I was kind of already going down that path before I even discovered Star Trek, Star Trek um, at all. Um, I think. And this, and I hope this doesn't come off as too cheesy, but I mean, it is true that Star Trek, um, and like the way that leaders and like community is portrayed, to me, it just really reinforced like not only how to treat people and how to interact with people, but it also, in a way, inspired me in terms of the kind of leader I want to continue to grow into. I want to continue to. Um, try and become as I get older so I think like and I'm not talking just about the captains like the captains they get all the glory and stuff like yes Picard and Riker and Cisco, Janeway you know they get all the love but like I look to um to like Trip like the engineer from the NX-01 who knows how to have a good time and he can be very lighthearted, but he also knows how to lock it up and he's very proficient at what he does. And I look to him for some things like in terms of how I want to work with people, how I want to rally people. So there's, I I say all that to say that um, apart from the technology and what it inspired, Star Trek continues to inspire people to do things even today. It's inspired multiple generations to go into like STEM and just different professions. For, for wherever in the world people are. So um, case in point with, um, who was it? Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, right? So Whoopi Goldberg was very much inspired by the work of Nichelle Nichols, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that more um, here in um, the coming months uh, with a future episode that we have planned. But just the fact that Whoopi Goldberg saw Nichelle Nichols, you know, being able to tell other people, like, what's up, and like that affected her trajectory, and even being her her um, impact with her. Um, sorry, Martin Luther King Jr. being impacted by it, and kind of telling Whoopi Goldberg some stuff, or not, no, not Whoopi Goldberg, Michelle um, Nichols some stuff. So it's it's a very very interesting dynamic, I think. But um, let's let's mosey on into some technology. Um, we know that, that Star Trek has been around for it's crazy to think almost 60 years, we're, we're at 55 years that Star Trek has been around. And like you said, Eric, Star Trek is about, um, got us to not be afraid to dream, to get us to be hopeful about our future. So not just, you know, traveling amongst the stars, but even just the technology and the way we live life. And we, we look back, you know, now in, the 2020s on what we were seeing in the 1960s and like the some of the stuff just looks kind of cheesy and campy it's very bright we have some like bedazzled jewel looking things on a console and that's supposed to be a button that you press to do whatever but through all that there are some pretty cool things that Star Trek predicted even in the 1960s that you know, stuff in the 1980s predicted and inspired for later on and so on and so forth. And we, Eric and I, we did kind of talk and um, just very briefly, we didn't like talk about any details, but we were kind of sharing some ideas of like of just a few things that we kind of wanted to touch on. Um, bits of technology that we think would be kind of, you know, fun to have a little bit of a discussion on so we don't have too much overlap. So what I want to start out with is tablets and I think this was on both of our like our short list of of stuff. Eric, do you have a tablet? I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, I've got, it's right here.
0: Okay, look look at you. Yeah, you got a yeah. tablet.
1: It's a tablet. It's not an iPad because I refuse to own any Apple product.
0: Very good, very good. Okay. All right. I um I'll say this like when. I was starting to work for myself and um, I was like trying to get connected like with some online platforms to do my work there was one platform that was like you absolutely no questions like no 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 arguments whatever you have to have either an iPhone like of this particular model or we have to have an iPad of a particular model and an operating system and I'm like well shoot because I'm kind of the same boat. Like I'm not a big Apple fan, so I ended up getting an iPad. I do have an iPad, but I mean, I'm, we mainly use it for like video games for our kiddo.
1: <laughs> yeah, but like the pad, the P A D D, personal access display device, is pretty ubiquitous in in '90s Trek. I mean, really. I mean, I don't think it appears in. The original series, but in 90s Trek, it is like just everyone has one, they've got a bunch of them, and they're little like just they're tablets, they're it's like the iPad, mm-hmm. that's what it is.
0: Well, yeah, and like the I think the thing that comes the closest in um in original Star Trek is like basically it's just a like I don't know clipboard with like a like a little a stylist a sty- of sorts. Stylist, yeah. Yeah. And that and that's about it. Like we see um I think what is it, like Yeoman Rand who's like typically hand handing it to uh to Kirk to sign off on whatever. So I think like that's like the earliest we're seeing, but we don't really see too much detail of it. Other than it's like one of those like um um I don't even know what the official term is called, but it's like basically like one of those like um pocket ones like where you can like lift it up and like stick like
1: yeah you can store stuff inside. store stuff
0: in it yeah that's that's essentially what it is
1: yeah yeah and like and like the pad the padd personal access display device right um it's connected to the ship's computer which is like how your tablet is connected to the internet right and you have all the information that you need just right on it and you can carry it around with you and it's got touch the touch screen right mm-hmm. like I don't know exactly when the touch screen was invented but I'll bet it was after Star Trek's you know touch screen stuff from the next generation
0: well okay we I've been giving we've been like having some like quote-unquote boomer discussions um <laughs> here here pretty recently and uh if if I'm not mistaken but the Palm Pilot I think is probably like one of the earliest touchscreen devices that that I know of I think that's like like the main thing that was like really coming coming out I mean even like the the touchscreen point of sales that we were seeing like in grocery stores and retail outlets I think that was still coming out around the same time that the Palm Pilot was becoming a thing so, I mean, like, we're probably talking... I mean, if I were a betting man, I'd say earliest would probably be, like, 1998 or 9, maybe. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, like, whether we're talking about, like, the thing that Kirk is signing or the stuff that, like, we're seeing in, like, Next Gen and, you know, Deep Space Nine, Voyager onward. Yeah, like, that wasn't didn't actually become a thing until about... 10 12 years after the show first dropped essentially which is kind of cool
1: yeah i mean you you know you already mentioned i'll get into my you already kind of mentioned it like right here we are recording this we are talking to each other communicating over zoom right video conferencing and yes we are video conferencing like it used to be something that was super hard to do and not everybody could could have their hands up but now Anybody can just get on Zoom, get on Skype, get on Microsoft Teams, so many things through the internet like that you don't even have to download and you can just instantly talk to somebody through video super far away, right? Halfway Mm -hmm. across the world if you want to and it's like instant. And I understand like video has been around for a long time, but I've got to believe that, you know, video conferencing and telepresence in a sense wasn't like available to like a lot of individual people let alone a lot of businesses until after Star Trek had come out oh for sure and so I've got to believe that like the view screen right and and instant communication like across even subspace right is is gotta be people saw this the view screen and said, "Hey, we've got video. Let's try and make this a reality." I have yeah, to believe for sure. That Star Trek was was played a big role in that.
0: Absolutely, and I think of even um, uh, Back to the Future too, when we see even like the future, the, like the twenty fifteen future. <laughs> yeah, it's not right? the future. That's the
1: past. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of, of, um, of like what's going on even in Hill Valley. And everyone's got like the basically the same thing. Like they've got their, like they pull down like their shade or whatever and boom, like you have like your instant, you know, on screen video conferencing. You know, you can get fired in your living room. Fantastic. Love it. Uh, type yeah. of thing. But yeah, I remember, and I don't know if you'll remember this or if any of our listeners will remember this, but one of the first, Like video conferencing at home thingamajigs was ICQ. Do you remember ICQ at all? I don't think so. I don't remember what it stands for, but my mom had it. It was my mom and her brother um, were always like doing like the cutting edge tech stuff. And I remember her telling me about like this ICQ thing and like doing what we're doing basically right now. And I'm like, That sounds weird. Why don't you just pick up the phone and call them? (laughs) Type of thing. And and mind you, we still had 56K internet. Like, we still had dial-up internet. We didn't have... DSL wasn't a thing unless you were just, like, I think, like, super rich at the time. Um, But, like, everyone thought they were, like, super cool with dial-up internet. Um, Especially if you had, like, a second phone line just for dial-up internet.
1: Yeah, well, you needed one.
0: But, yeah, like... It's just it's just amazing that something that started in the 1960s and here we are, you know, Eric and I were, I don't know, we're several hours away from each other, but yet we can see and talk to each other instantaneously just like we could like with, you know, a landline or a cell phone. It's fantastic. Or a mobile, depending on what you yeah. call it, wherever you are in the world.
1: And like, and like today basically every computer you buy comes with a built-in webcam but you used Mm -hmm. to have to like buy them separate and they were like little eyeballs you sat on top of your monitor yes right so we've come such a long way right from when i remember in high in high school the first time i ever saw like somebody with like a webcam
0: which is kind of weird to say out loud that Almost 20 years ago. Uh, Cut that out, Chase. Stop it.
1: Yes, it's been quite a long time.
0: It's been a minute. Oh, goodness. Oh, I think I want to vomit a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But the thing. So here's the thing. Like, you know, talking about how Star Trek has inspired people, um, like, to go into, like, different fields. We've seen these, like, people see the things of star Trek and they go into these fields so that they can create the toys and the things that they've seen in the episodes. And I just think that's, that's so fantastic. And, um, I believe it it had, it was an interview with Steve jobs, if I'm not mistaken, who like him and like the engineers and whatever the, they call them at like freaking Apple, whatever their special names are. I don't know. Um, they were inspired inspired by star Trek directly for creating the iPad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with, with, um, so we've talked a little bit about, you know, like on screen and doing like video conferencing type stuff. We've talked a little bit about the pad. I think like one that like really revolutionized a lot of, lot of stuff, the freaking communicators. the birth of the flip phone baby come on now
1: I mean in a certain sense I feel like the cell phone you have in your pocket right now is infinitely more powerful than Captain Kirk's communicator right definitely I mean I mean your little cell phone that you have is is this little is like, oh it's, yeah it's well I mean <laughs> it's bigger than, like, some of the cell phones I've had in the past. But, like, it can do so much more. Like, Kirk's flip communicator was literally just a communicator. He couldn't access, like, the ship's computer with it. I mean, maybe he could. I don't know. But, like, he wasn't getting text messages on it. He That's wasn't true. Playing ga- he wasn't playing games on it.
0: Yeah, which he wasn't I... wasn't
1: updating which... His, his Federation space profile.
0: His top eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's be honest, dude. Like, our our phones, like everyone's phones these days. It's it. it first off, it's a battle between freaking Apple and and uh, Samsung Android stuff. But you know, for all the all the amazing things they can do, like all the pixels that they have to take photos and all the memory and the storage all we freaking use it for is updating friggin' facebook instagram snapchat instead of like (laughs) you know putting a man on the moon which is basically like what our phone could do it could yeah based on like 1960s technology i mean like our phones now could seriously put someone on the moon anyway
1: yeah, and but like the idea of like a, a cordless handheld communication device, right? Like, telephones obviously existed back in the '60s, long time before that, but the idea that you could just communicate over the air without a cord attached to it is like, whoa. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even our phones now, uh, with between like we're talking about like the communicator, obviously, but even our phones now are much more like the freaking pads that we see mm-hmm. too like I mean not the the big ones but like the little mini ones that we see like just being like tossed around like they're going out of style for crying out loud. just like the little like I don't know what the point was of having like multiple like iPad looking pads and all like mini iPad looking pads like on the show like seriously yeah they have it's a computer
1: ones and the smaller ones. Yeah, yeah it,
0: it's 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 just a it's a you have like different size pads, man. It's fine. Just like you know, put your upload your data and just call it good. Like, do you really need like thirty-two of them on your desk in your ready room, just sprawled all over the place? <laughs> no, but the plot demands it. So yes, of course you do. Yeah,
1: it looks better if you've got oh one over here and one over here. Wait, wait, I read about that somewhere, and you got to dig through the pile to find the one that had it on it.
0: Good grief. <laughs> good grief i remember that and i think that also happened a little bit in um insurrection too when um, i think it was troy and riker were trying to learn more and more about like the sona and the baku mm-hmm. um on their way to the briar patch or away from the briar patch something like that so uh from the du- yeah. the good old duck blind mission yeah but if we
1: talk about like Communication and and the communicator and our cell phones and everything they can do, I feel like something that you know, I believe is inspired by Star Trek is like the voice personal assistant, right? Where yeah, where you can like it was like computer, speak to me now, and the computer will just no, but like you know, <laughs> the computer will use a computer analyze this data, and on the original series, it did some crunching, crunching, crunching mm-hmm. sound, and then it. <laughs> came out in like a computery type voice, right? And it spit out the information. But like, by the time we get to the next generation, there's like a, the computer is a fully, is it's a voice, it's Siri, it's Alexa, right? You're like, computer, yes, how may I help you? Search for this. Or it's like, Can- computer, play, mu- play music. Please be more specific. Like, I feel like please said specify that. the parameters. I feel yeah. like I've said that to my Alexa. Alexa, play some music. Be more specific, please. And it's always listening.
0: Which it's is really creepy. Al-
1: it's always listening to you.
0: Always. Always I mean, listening.
1: I, mean, I feel like like the computer voice that's like a personal assistant and your, your Siri and your Alexa and your your Google assistant it doesn't have a cool name the Google assistant but I mean that's straight out of Star Trek as far as I'm concerned
0: 100% it is yeah yeah and um, I think it I think in fact I think with Samsung theirs is called um, Bixby which is just weird to me
1: oh like Jerome Bixby
0: yeah Bixby Bixby is the name of the assistant on um, at least on my my Samsung phone yeah.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, I don't know if it's on all models or if it's like a a newer thing, but Samsung
1: yeah, if... Bixby, your personal voice assistant.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, man.
1: Okay. All right.
0: I don't know if you knew this, uh you actually you probably did. I don't know if some of our listeners know this. But prior to um Major Barrett's um, death. She went in and she recorded. uh, I think it was like individual, like phonetic pronunciations of stuff, and like she like recorded like a bunch of stuff, basically, kind of like they do, like whenever you like you enter in like your like your phone number or something, like on a a menu prompt, and they like read it back to you. Um, She basically did that so that if folks wanted to, like if future uh productions of Star Trek wanted to, her voice would endure into future future uh productions. I'm sure you probably probably knew that.
1: Yeah, I feel like I probably read that somewhere at some point.
0: Which is still kinda cool. Like I'm I'm a big fan of that. But still, the fact that in Star Trek we had just this all knowing computer that was just so um human and less clunky that could like respond to an inquiry without like any stumbling is fantastic and like the fact that that has inspired us to continue to develop that right like with the different assistants that we have with um with like playing music or like asking a question or you know even trying to find something in our phones that we can't like that's a that apart from like you know that's just kind of cool that's very beneficial from like an accessibility standpoint for people that might have um, some kind of like limitation right like some kind of disability perhaps um, to be able to retrieve the information and have it like played back read back you know uh, magnified whatever it might be uh, all because of a personal assistant on you know some kind of mobile device is really stinking cool as far as I'm concerned all because yeah. of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I guess the um, the other one, one of the other ones that I wanted to kind of um, point out real quick is, Eric, do you know what that little icon is in your word processor that you press to save? <laughs>
1: It's like the old the old joke, right? Hey, this boomer just he just 3D printed the save icon, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That's true. <laughs> That's the joke.
0: So yeah, we're 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 talking about uh, freaking um, portable storage, floppy disks, essentially. And some of you might be like, "What are you talking about, dude?" When we look back at, a, at like some original series stuff, we see um, like in like the like the conference rooms, observation lounges, even on the bridge, there are these slots that crew members, both regular and guest, are kind of like putting in for for data access, going back and forth type of thing, and some of them actually look like um, like Game Boy cartridges, if I'm not mistaken. Some do, of them do. Yeah. Um, others look like you know, like the three and a half um, looking ones. Like, and then there's like the big, bigger ones. I think like the five something. I can't remember like what the sizes were. The
1: old, the old B drive.
0: Yeah. And anyways, like we have like some of that that's that's in there. And while there might have been like some compute, like very early computer development stuff. I mean, we got to remember like computers back in like the, like the 70s. Like I mean, go back to like some freaking. Uh, Richard Donner Superman like computers were like the size of a mountain like no joke like computers really were about like like took up a crap load of space back in the day and the fact that we had one that we had a computer just right then and there on a starship that we have a freaking computer on our desks now and that we can just move data around without having to build an entire new mountain to store it in is fantastic um, and we saw that we saw that on full- on display and the fact that it led to that that it led the people going into stem um, and other technology career fields to you know develop that to where we can pass you know dumb little cartoons or you know little term papers or whatever it might be around with great ease and just the fact that we've gone from like, gosh, how much data did like a floppy disk a hold
1: floppy disk? Held nothing on it, but I remember, I remember, I remember seeing all kinds of like cartoons in the '90s or the late '80s, where like the evil genius he had like a floppy drive, and it's like the information on this can destroy the world, and I'm like, you can't hold any information on that thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're talking like bits, like maybe like, maybe like a couple megabytes of stuff, maybe.
1: Yeah, and today we've, I mean, we've got flash drives that have like 200 gigs or something like that yeah like tiny little flash drives
0: right yeah like we have tiny little flash drives that can hold like 2 terabytes for crying out loud Mm. it's crazy
1: yeah but yeah yeah. portable portable memory that's definitely I feel like that's from Star Trek 100%
0: which I, I just I mean you just take it for granted now but like what they were doing in the 1960s onward was just revolutionary. And, um, just like looking back, like you, you do see the predecessors. Like it was just, it truly was science fiction in the 1960s for having these bits of technology. Like there's no way that we're going to have little cartridges. That's going to store information that we're going to be able to pass around and plug in wherever. No way. It's like, hold my beer. Watch it happen. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what's, what's another one that you got, Eric?
1: Well, this is something that, like, we were talking about this episode, and I was doing a little bit of quick internet research beforehand, and this blows my mind that this is real. Like, I did not know that this was real, but literally transparent aluminum is apparently real. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: yeah, you were telling me that. No, I joke. couldn't believe you.
1: Transparent aluminum is real. <laughs> I'm, like I'm just I'm reading this here. Like like, okay, there's this company called Cermet Technologies. That's like they make a product called Alon, registered trademark. Aluminum nit- oxynitride it is an amazing and unique, transparent, advanced ceramic. That is polycrystalline with a cubical spinal crystal structure. In the in popular media and the Star Trek community, it is referred to as transparent aluminum. Cermet is the only company globally that manufactures Alon, registered trademark. And like, like it says, the Air Force is is you know using this to to see if they can replace glass on their cockpits. Like this is this is cool. Like I like they're using it. It's it can stop a 50 cal, 50 caliber bullet, armor-piercing bullet. Man, this is this is like no way is that real, but apparently it is.
0: Now now here's the question though. Okay, <laughs> is it the guy that Professor <laughs> Scott had a conversation with?
1: We can't alter the future. What do you mean? How do we know he didn't invent the thing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello, computer.
1: Yeah, I mean this. This is crazy. Like transparent aluminum is real. Like we always think that that's like a joke when you when you <laughs> when you watch Star Trek Four, the one with whales. But right. Like it is <laughs> the totally whale movie. Real.
0: Yeah. 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 I. am Yeah. Like when, you Air, when, you t- when you told me that, when you told me
1: using it, they're experimenting replacing the glass on their cockpits. Man, their armored trucks are thinking about using it.
0: Wow, yeah, I, I just um, domes for IR guided missile systems, transparent armor for helicopters and aircraft, transparent yeah. armor for ground vehicles good grief and Mm -hmm. there's all this like math science looking stuff that I have no idea what it means
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, the the chemical formula just aluminum oxynitride aluminum oxygen and nitrogen
0: goodness the melting point 2150 degrees celsius Mm -hmm. that seems a little hot
1: (laughs) yeah that's hot
0: at what point does does Fahrenheit and Celsius come together on the the high end? Do you know?
1: They don't. They don't. No, I mean there's there's a really simple formula, right? I mean <clears throat> to convert from Fahrenheit to Celsius.
0: I don't know what it is.
1: Oh, you don't know what it is?
0: No, no. I just I mean I just go to like google.com and I just do Fahrenheit to Celsius and call it good.
1: Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) it's, I mean, you know, it's really simple. You just take five nines. You take your Fahrenheit temperature, subtract 32, and multiply by five nines to get your Celsius temperature.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm.
1: And then if you want to convert to Kelvin, you take your Celsius temperature and you add um, 273.15.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, well, either the whole world needs to do Fahrenheit or the whole world needs to do Celsius, and we need to get on board with it <laughs> man. man oh man all right um how many more do you have just out of curiosity some like uh stuff I mean, I that you wanted like to I, highlight
1: I mean I feel like I've talked about most of the things that I you know want to talk about.
0: Well, I think that leaves me with potentially just one more. And that is um, freaking Bluetooth headphones. um, Like earbuds and stuff. I didn't really think too much of it. This is going to sound a little silly. So, yeah, we know that Uhura is wearing some kind of like earpiece like all the communication officers like of that era and even in the past are wearing something like that basically um to monitor comms and incoming outgoing messages hails whatever whatever it might be so i didn't really think too much of it in the grand scheme of things now when we got to um again you haven't watched it yet but there's a um there's a storyline in uh the the modern Doctor Who where the, the the cast basically go to like a parallel alternate earth essentially and there's um like essentially everyone is wearing these like Bluetooth um earbud piece things and and everything's like being like downloaded and and communicated to everyone via these things and it's a lot more sinister than I'm making it out to be but even even in 2005 like when that episode came out maybe late 2005 early 2006 like I think those earpieces were just becoming a thing so even then it was just it was still kind of like only like the ultra rich I think were really going to have them so like it wasn't as mainstream as it could have been but the fact that we had Uhura in in original Star Trek that is using this stuff to communicate without like having like you know cord plugged into like some kind of outlet, I think is fantastic. Like you look at um like the old like operator boards, right? Like you have like the the, oh, the folks yeah. that are like running it, and like this big old giant headset like with like a little. Headpiece and stuff like that, and there's like cords going all over the place. They're plugged into a cord and monitoring everything,
1: jacking out cords here and there, and they're plugging them all over the place
0: exactly. And then, boom, we have Uhura not doing that. And now, everyone and their grandmother, in like you know, basically 2010 onward, even a little bit before 2010 onward, is like going to have some kind of, like, Bluetooth headpiece. Like, whether you're a trucker and you're wearing, like, like, you know, one of the, like, gamer kind of headset type of things, or you have just, like, a little bud that, like, kind of just fits in your ear that has the microphone and everything, like, while you run, while you run, you know, do errands, whatever it might be. Just the fact that that became, like, what it is today is just absolutely fantastic. I think we have... I mean, I I really do think that we have Star Trek to thank for that. I mean, even when it comes to like the military who they're doing, like their operations and they're keep, like, they're doing like large scale stuff, Bluetooth headsets, just headsets in general, like more whether they're Bluetooth or not, just like more, um, ergonomic, more comfortable, streamlined looking headsets. You know, I think that, I think it has to go back to Star Trek and, and the work of, of Nichelle Nichols as Uhura's, um, uh you know as Ahura, in the show that led to that sort of thing i don't know i'm kind of rambling at this point
1: no i mean i think you know you're spot on there with the idea of like the little earpiece that you can stick in i feel like that is something that didn't exist right telephones obviously did but like you see it all the time you know people in in all kinds of who talk on the phone a lot they've got their earpiece so they don't have to pick up the phone all the time and Mm-hmm. I definitely think that that's inspired by Star Trek, right? Let's find some way we can make this simpler on ourselves.
0: Right. And I'm very glad that we don't have like the freaking golf tee that's sticking out of the ear. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, just for the sake of, I'm I'm so glad we don't have that um, personally. Mm-hmm. I know for me, like I carry, like my, my, my car has Bluetooth um, built into it. Like I'm sure most vehicles do at this point. And you know, whenever I go grocery shopping or I go running or whatever I'm doing, like I'll throw my my Bluetooth um, earbud in, and like I'll just you know listen to a podcast, I will listen to an audiobook. I'll have it in case I want to take a call, and I don't have to again worry about pushing a grocery cart and you know talking on on the phone at the same time. So I think this is this is just like a a very great piece of tech um, that came out of Star Trek that I'm, I'm personally very very thankful and grateful for so uh, yeah. I don't know are there any other um, pieces of tech that are kind of come to mind that you want to talk about
1: well I, I mean I don't know if this is something but like you know the the phaser right obviously we don't have phasers or particle weapons yet but like the idea of a stun setting right on a stun gun like mm-hmm. I like we have tasers and other types of stun guns like did those exist or did the I don't know were people thinking about the idea of like a stun setting on a gun before Star Trek said hey set phasers to stun I I have no idea like could that be something that was potentially inspired by Star Trek I don't know I I mean I don't know the answer to that question
0: I think that um, I mean obviously we had like some Buck Rogers we had some flash Gordon kind of stuff and like other we also had like pulp like comic type stuff that was like very much of the time Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it was like the 50s and 60s necessarily so I might be talking out of my rear end on this one but it's my understanding that the laser itself was becoming this idea it was becoming this thing that was starting to be looked at and researched at a very early stage um, by scientists in terms of like application and whatever else. And then boom, here we are, we have like these laser guns essentially that are making their appearance. So, I mean, kind of like, you know, piggybacking off of that, like the laser itself has become more and more of a thing. Like while we haven't been able to turn it into weapons necessarily, like, you know, swords or guns or, or stuff like that, um, still i think like it's like inspiring one thing and then reinspiring another um as a result of like like a chicken and the egg kind of thing almost so um but i i mean yeah i would consider like a taser like a stun gun yeah uh for sure mm-hmm. for sure so well um there's we we've kind of done like a little bit of like a drive by fruiting when it comes to um, like technology and gadgets that may or may not have been outright or indirectly inspired by star Trek. Um, there's a lot more that we can definitely talk about. Maybe we'll like revisit it and like have like a, another part, like somewhere down the line where we talk about things like, I don't know, Google glass and what we see Cisco wearing at 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 one point in deep space nine for crying out loud. Um, just as, as one example. So, um, if you don't have anything else, Eric, let's, um, let's mosey on into the good old Twitter poll here. Here's the, here's the, the question for, for this time. It's very, uh, very on topic with what we've been talking about. So this one's like less silly than the ones that I've done in the past. Um, which future tech from Star Trek are you most thankful for? And the options were. Bluetooth headphones, portable storage, cell phones, tablets.
1: I mean, those are all great choices. Um, I, th- I feel like portable storage is probably going to be the low answer on that, okay. even though it would probably be my choice, right? Because, I mean, damn, if I don't need to, to store things and move them around, right? I mean, mm-hmm. There's like a cloud um i feel like the answer has got to be the cell phone that's what the twitter because i'm probably most of the people that looked at that twitter poll and voted in it did so on their cell phone
0: it's possible yeah. i mean
1: and we like people freak out if they like well, where's my cell phone where's my cell phone it's in your hand
0: right <laughs> like, it's like, like, like it's like bilbo <laughs> it's like bilbo like trying to find the ring of power in um in freaking fellowship oh it's in my <laughs> pocket <laughs> Oh, it's in my pocket.
1: <laughs> yeah, people like, that feeling when you don't know where your cell phone is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, people are lost without it these days, so I've got to believe that's the answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you want to get to the results? Let's do it. All right. In last place with 0% oh, man. portable storage. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that. Okay. Third place. 9.1% of the vote. Here we go. Tablets. Okay. our pads, basically.
1: Okay, because um, we got laptops and, and computers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. In second place, with 18.2% of the vote, Bluetooth headphones.
1: Yeah, I don't even
0: Okay, all right. Well, I'll go get some. <laughs> <laughs> Do I
1: need them? Uh, can I just use corded ones?
0: I mean, you can.
1: Right? Our our listen. Our wireless Bluetooth headphones so much better than corded headphones.
0: I mean, I guess it's who you ask. Like, it's one of those like, like loyalty things. I guess. Okay. Like, it's it's more a convenience thing. I mean, in all honesty, um, like. If I'm, like, for instance, if I'm doing a uh, a phone session with a client, um, I don't like to have, like, a cord in the way, like, when I'm, like, maybe, like, trying to, like, take a note or I'm, like, doing something. Like, maybe I'm, like, working on, like, a whiteboard with, like, a, like, a genogram, like a family tree type of thing. Um, It's just easier just for me just to throw it in my ear and just roll. Same thing, like, if I'm at the grocery store, it's just easier for me just to not have a H- worry about having enough um, length having you know f- with like it being in my pocket and also in my ear okay all right all right so th- I mean that's just me I'm not I'm not saying like you need to get it I'm just that's my that's my rationale for it okay, so all right. so with 72.7% of the vote we have cell phones yeah yeah that, I'm not shocked by that at all or if you're from the UK your mobiles yeah yeah. So, yeah, 72.7% goodness, right? There we go. There we go. Is that well,
1: the highest anything's ever had as a winner before?
0: Do I think it is. I think it is. I think it is, yeah. We need to like I need to figure out a way to do like like an ultimate poll where like I put I somehow like combine like the top winners from like random polls and like see who the ultimate winner would be and it, it wouldn't work out it, work, it would not work answering out
1: answering different questions
0: exactly it wouldn't work out but it'd be hilarious to try <laughs> i don't know easy there fuzzy little man peach i'm just saying all right, well, this has definitely been one of our, um, our shorter, more brief episodes, so I hope you all enjoy this. Um, go, go play on the, the playground and do whatever you're going to do with the remaining time that you have. Um, <laughs> play some Red Rover, I don't know, um, listen to like a mixtape with some, some Bluetooth headphones as you look up the lyrics on your tablet or your cell phone. And um, you know, pass notes through some portable storage like the cloud. I mean, whatever, whatever works, whatever works. And and thank thank the you know Gene Roddenberry and Star Trek for uh, making everything possible. Just saying. All right, Eric, thank you for for humoring me as we talk about this tech uh, this tech stuff. The the tech of Trek. That's what. Yeah, that's a good one right the there. Tech, tech of Trek. Trek. Okay. There we go. I like that. I like the sound of that right there. I'm gonna have to rename this episode now. Goodness. <laughs> Alright, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us. What did you think? I mean, were there other um, pieces of tech that you wish that we would have highlighted um, or have any other thoughts um, in terms of like what we discussed and how we highlighted it? Let us know. Um, you know, the, the conversation doesn't end just because um, this recording does, just because this episode does. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts and your opinions dear your listener. Uh, get in contact with us, trtvpod.com. Check out our Hilling Frequencies page. Um, leave a comment, show idea there. Also tell your friends about this, help grow the show type of thing. And um, anyway, if you um, want to email us directly, um, enter in trtvpod at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice-only transmission to 817-752-4757. Remember, there's a three-minute limit before the floppy disk um, is not able to store the stuff anymore, so um, be concise, please. Um, Other than that, if you do want to mail us something, like... I don't know, um, like a software update for our uh, video conferencing and stuff. I don't know why you'd mail it to us, but if you want to mail it to us anyways, you can. Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for listening and joining with us today. As we leave here, may you always remember to boldly go and make it so